Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, we have him, Dracula himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. And across from me, Frankenstein himself. Garrett, how you doing? Good. And I am your host. I am the creature from the Black Lagoon. My name is Marvin. Uh, it's the podcast to review comic books that came out the week of uh, 10-23-2019. Correct. Uh, it is the also the last episode before Halloween of the regular show. Uh, so I wanted to uh, play that little, uh, make it more Halloween themed. And uh, up front, I, I wanted to tell you, I talked to you guys about a little Halloween. Um, but don't worry, we review podcasts. We'll talk about that uh, podcast. We review comic books and we'll be talking to comic books here in a second. At the end, it's not a Halloween themed game, but I do have a game to play. Just like Saw. <laughs> Connect the two. Connect the dots. Uh, he never says, Lost it. you know, they say he says, do you want to play a game? You think that's some sort of psychologically, like he was, has like PTSD for when he was a kid. He would ask people, hey, you want to play a game? They would say no. That's as soon as the rhetoric. No, it's more like, hey, if you don't play, you die. I used to have this neighbor, this guy, as an adult now, this story makes me sad, but as a kid, I didn't know any different. I used to have a neighbor, a little kid that was about, he's probably my uh, youngest brother's age, and he always be like, hey, you guys want to play? And his, he had like a fence in yard. We didn't have a fence in yard. Like the fence was on, on their side. And uh, one time we went over there to go play with him. And his dad got mad and didn't like us playing with him. So we just decided like, don't go over there anymore. But literally every single day we would play in the backyard. He would be like, hey, you want to play? And I'd just be like, fuck, I can't, we can't go over there. Got to take his leash off his, off his neck and just like, guys, I that, ha, that family was weird. Really? They dressed That's... like in really button up, like they were like lost in the 1950s. And oh. This was like 90s, late 90s. And uh, weird. Because we moved out of that house 2001, uh, their babies used to wear uh, cloth diapers, which isn't weird. But also when you're dressed like you're in the 1950s and you got cloth diapers. And I think also somebody died in that house. Oh, the prior neighbor, sorry. Probably never died. Jesus. Do you, think the, do you think the ghost that that dead guy was in that boy? Mm, you want to play, man? Yeah. You know, actually, here's what something my son does. Then, and if you didn't know he was doing this because he just does it randomly, uh, you would think he's possessed. My mm. uh, youngest son, uh, like me and him, he'll be talking like a baby, normal, and I'll be talking to him. And then as a joke, I go, I go, Hey, how you doing? Like this. And then he tries to match my voice. He goes. And he just starts talking in a baby voice like that, and it actually does sound like that one thing we were doing on our Halloween podcast, right. where she's possessed. It sounds like that, and so I laughed just because it sounds funny. But my uh, daycare lady, she was like, "We were just sitting there, and he just started like making growling noises oh, like no. that." And we both looked over and be like, "What the hell is that noise?" And it was Harrison uh, making that noise, and I was just like. Yeah, he's. I think he's trying to mimic my voice. Obviously, like we're playing back and forth. Like, but uh, it's funny, funny. He does. He goes, and like that. He just like that possessor. What the hell? And so now when he does it, I go, "Are you possessed?" (laughs) Stuff like that. We make jokes about. But that's all. What are you gonna do when he goes? No. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) That's what I told my wife today. I go. The demon's in him, but he picked the fucking baby that's eight months old, so can't do shit. So <laughs> he, can't, he can only crawl. That's wait all he can do. Wait till he's a year old, then. <laughs> like The Omen. You ever see that movie? Yeah. The, the original? The, you ever see the remake? I've seen the original and the remake. The remake. Remake 2006 it came out. You know how I know that? Why? I worked at the movie theater. Uh, the remake is is garbage compared to the original. The original's terrifying. I thought uh, the new remake was like, eh. 
You know, I was looking up a list of Halloween movies to watch, or like scary movies. Obviously, we're in the month. And I was thinking about, always in the uh, month of October, I get excited to watch horror movies. But they're available 24-7, 365. Mm-hmm. I don't know why outside of this month, like I'm like, ah, never mind. Like I won't, because I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't not like going watching those kind of movies, but I'm not like a super fan of those movies where I like constantly watch them. Um, I just find it weird that this month I'm like, yeah, let me watch those movies. Is it just the atmosphere or what? Yeah, it's the Halloween season. But Absolutely. I feel the same way about Stephen King books. All of a sudden in Halloween time, I just want to read a Stephen King book. I guess also before Christmas, I'm in the Christmas movie and I'll watch Christmas movies. But I right. won't watch it. I'm not watching it in July. That's Christmas in July, by the way. There is? Um, I don't know. Sometimes you got to watch Lethal Weapon on July 7th. But you ever see Rosemary's Baby? No. Nope. Oh, that's another one like The Omen where it's not like, it, it also has to do with, uh, instead of her getting possessed, <laughs> it's kind of weird, the devil, uh, uh, the satanic cult, uh, make her get impregnated by a demon, so she has a demon baby. Right. I but got the it, concept. But, but it's, it, it's more than that. It's a more psychological kind of horror. And so like those type of movies, that one, Omen, um, Exorcist even, I would say where it's not really like monsters or even serial killers, like that kind of stuff. Uh, those are good movies. I like those movies. And I don't know. Those are the kind of movies I want to watch during this holiday season. Not really serial killer stuff, even though that's fine. Like Halloween, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But So I'm, I'm not a huge uh, horror movie fan, but I always wish they'd make like just an anthology TV show of it's like half an hour episodes of one guy who literally it's like supernatural but all he does is he shows up in like a jason friday the 13th movie and you hear the song and and weirdly enough he's like mm, some just would turn around the good guy and just shoot him right at the chest fuck you <laughs> you've always had that <laughs> I, I, or even like a ghost shows up and the ghost will be like i'm gonna eat your face or whatever it's gonna be and he goes yeah fuck you, and you know, Garrett, those ghost stories where they're like i'm gonna fucking eat you yeah I, 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 you know what they happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to eat your soul and possess your body. How much money you. do I have to give each of you to go into a house that they say is haunted? There's tons of people that I say it's haunted. They've done things. They have stuff in recording for you to stay the night. Uh, you'd have to pay me uh, half $1 million. a million dollars. Oh, okay. You can go half? A million? I'll do Fuck a million? Oh, for a night? Yeah, I can do it. And uh, one, are he dollars. and I at least in the same room? No, I mean separately. By yourself. By yourself? Oh, God. Are you in a million dollars? Nope. <sighs> nope. I'd be teabagging some ghosts, baby. <laughs> I am paranoid enough as it is. Uh, no. Oh, I get goosebumps just thinking about that, though. Yikes. Like, all I would do is be at home salting my but knives. But a million going, dollars. Am I allowed to bring guns or knives? You do whatever you want to, Alex. I know the ghosts are going to try to eat you, but you can do whatever you want. Well, here. How long do I have to stay? As long as I stay Overnight, the night, light it on eight fire, hours it burns minimum. down. Eight hours minimum. Daylight savings? It might be seven hours. You don't know. Or it might be nine. It could be yeah, it could be longer. Nope. On uh, a full moon. Oh, so werewolves are outside trying to get me. Hey, I mean, you got a lot of light then. Don't gotta worry about it. That's true. Yeah. God, it's terrifying though. It's an abandoned oh. house, no electricity, nothing. A uh, million dollars though. <laughs> did you ever watch uh, Haunting on Hill House? No, I not on Netflix. Netflix. I heard it's, it's pretty good. good though. It's good until well, here's the thing. It's all good. But it's I heard scary. you have to watch it twice because like that there's stuff in the background you don't know yeah, until a certain episode. That too, but it also it's scary until you they explain everything and then it's not scary anymore. Oh. But it's good still. Hmm. The whole thing's good. It's just that, and they're doing a season two. Uh, is it an anthology series? Though? Yeah, because the the first season is a complete story. The second right. one's going to be about a different family, a okay. different house. So, hmm. nope, I'm good. 
I do like the Halloween movies and the Saw movies quite a bit. Um, the Halloween franchise just had a remake or at least a sequel from David Gordon Green and uh, whatever his face is. Seth Rogen. Uh, no. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It's not yeah. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen and David Gordon Green. Oh, no, no, no you're right. You're wrong. It's the uh, Danny McBride. Yeah, Danny <laughs> McBride. <laughs> I was like, Seth Rogen, no. <laughs> he did Preacher with Danny McBride. Yes. No, he did Preacher with uh, Evan Goldberg. Oh, okay. I get those two teams mixed up. All right. Well, you're right, you're wrong. <laughs> the sequel is good, and I'm excited for that next year. And then Chris Rock's helping with the next Saw movie coming out the next October. So I'm pretty pumped to see that. Yeah. Is it a different Chris Rock? No, no. The he's Chris a, Rock. He's a, fan really? he's a huge fan, and he came up with a new concept, and they heard it, and they were like, fuck yeah, we'll do that. Isn't he in the first movie, too? No. My thing is Donald Glover's in the first no, movie. No, I thought he played like a cop in the first movie. No. But he's in this movie, I think. Yep. The new one. But he was also he loves to seriously. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's what the same thing with the Halloween, like you said, like they're all fans of him. Be like, hey, let's do it. Well, because like Jigsaw came out, which was like the latest Saw movie, and it kind of sucked because like it they, it was like a prequel, prequel, prequel. Like mm. it's like too far done. Stop watching before. after three. Is it worth it going to watch one the, through seven's great. One through seven? Is it three that I've seen where the girl is attached to the rib ripper? And she's got to stick her hand in the acid, and when she still gets the key and unlocks herself, yep. rips her ribs out. Yep. That's the one I've seen. I think I've seen most of them. Three is probably the best one, to be honest. Yeah. What if you get to stick your hand? Here's for another million dollars, so you can rank up two. After you get out of the house, I got a tank full of flesh-eating piranhas, and at the bottom is a key that unlocks a briefcase that has a million dollars in it. So I'm going to lay some science on you. Unless I'm dying or wounded, those uh, piranhas don't care about I me. I forgot to tell you. Between all of your fingers, I paper cut you. <laughs> in the west. So now that one I'm you go find some fucking hot dogs, throw them in the corner and of the before tank. Before you put your hand in the tank. You lopped off my hand. I put salt and lime between those and put in your wounds. Fuck. So I have a martini. <laughs> I'm taking tequila shots. I'd before. burn. I'd burn. Mm. I'd be more likely to do that than stay in the haunted house in quotations. Do you think you could do it fast enough? By the way, uh, I would measure your arm and make it so that you can't just Stick go down and grab it. You actually would have to kind of like almost dip your head inside of it to do it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> My face would be fine. You think They'd so? They'd be going for the bloody know. hand. So one hand's getting gnawed off while the other hand's <laughs> go-go gadgeting. That it's, oh, that's your strategy. You distract it with a hand that's bloody, <clears> and with the good hand, you grab the key. Dude, if you got a million dollars, you could get yourself yeah, a fucking buy hook. a new hand. Buy Listen, a new why, why would you pay me the million dollars? Oh, and say you got you got to first succeed. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, they make sweet hands. I could just get a screw on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get a screw on for your head while you're at it, though. <coughs> uh, I could literally become two faces. Half my face got eaten off. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to tell you that. While you're down there, I constantly stab you in the sides, so. <laughs> and then I throw you in. So. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Wednesday comics. We talk about comic books, and we're gonna start doing it here in a second. Like our free talk had nothing to do with comics. <laughs> I know. Wait, no, no. We're, we're, we're talking about Halloween. It's gonna be Halloween um, in a few days. And people listen to this. What do you dress up as? What's a good comic book dress up this year? I Joker, dre- I guess. So I dressed up as a Niffler Fucking from things. Fantastic Beasts for Halloween party this last weekend. What the hell's a Niffler? It's. Uh, do you have pictures of that? I do. You want to see it? Oh What's um, uh, for Halloween, Halloween at work, I'm going to be uh, just Tony Stark wearing the quantum suit with uh, my Iron Man helmet. Nice. Oh, I'm going to be uh, a Hugh Jackman character. You know which one? 
uh, the greatest showman because mm-hmm. you have that f- i've seen you in that fucking red jacket i told you marvin has this new jacket that makes him look like Hugh jackman in the greatest showman really? and he was walking around i was like hey marvin is it the greatest show <laughs> there's a top hat coming an ascot coming and a cane oh, nice man. so here we are man oh okay is the niffler the guy it's the little creature that steals like valuable oh yeah things. So. and your girlfriend is uh what's his face newt's commander because she's a biologist, so it also makes sense. Is it Newt Salamander? Name? Newt Scamander. I thought it was Newt Salamander. No. <laughs> Newt Greenwich. Oh, that's a uh, No. Uh, what are you, Alex? So, let's say I give you a million dollars. Okay. What's the cost of you do? A million dollars? That changes things. So I could do a lot of things with that. I'd be Batman. Batman, and you say, go buy yourself a fucking tummy? And say, well, yeah. No, I don't know. I'd still probably want to get the... Uh, now you're right. Probably get the tumbler. Tumblers to run, drive around town. Uh, yeah, I, that's the thing is I would de- legitimately get a Batman suit, and like it'd be the bat nipples. Watch me put my gauntlets on. <clears throat> Jump in that car. Bat butt. Bat and butt. You put the fucking you strap it on like. Push. Look at my ass. Sound effect. <laughs> I would buy a bike. Oh, like a motorcycle. Get a whip and get a, a mask to be Ghost Rider, Nick Cage specifically, mm. and it would l- actually like light up. That'd be cool. That'd be sweet. But it, it would be, and I just want to do it so that I can laugh and then... And then turn it And then the mask, actually, I can push a button, It the flames go down, and the uh, the flames go off of the chain, and then I am Nick Cage. So Are you going to get like a water bottle of fuel so that way you can pretend you're peeing fire? It's like, psh- no, that's no. also the added. I will also two thousand yeah. fire dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'll get a prosthetic and I'll work mm. that. Mm. Okay, this might hurt a little. <laughs> and I have a gas tank like hanging off the side here, so when I'm whipping around that whip, I might accidentally hit it. <laughs> <laughs> whip? You mean the chains? <laughs> that chain? You whatever the, the fucking chains. The whip is way lighter than chains. What would you dress up as? Million dollars? You can do whatever. Million dollars? Would you dress up as Batman? I feel like yes, because how cool would it be to have a like a cool Batman? And I've seen him on cosplay all the time. Like that there's just so many pieces to it. It's because you have to get the cowl, you have to get the chest piece, you got to get the arm pieces, you got to get the leg pieces, and then the pelvis pieces, and the cape, and the boots, and then you need all the equipment. So you got the batarangs, you got the grappling hook, you got like all the cool fucking shit. We got all the Batmobile. I mean, you just need a lot to pull off Batman. Let me ask you both a question. I give you a million dollars. Do you go as the million dollar man? No. <laughs> I'd save the most money that way, but no. Uh, first up on the docket, uh, criminal number seven. It would be number nine. Number nine. Uh, I was going to say six. And You've been off by seven. two on everything tonight. And you know what? Two by two, baby. Uh, criminal number nine, there's Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, and Jacob Phillips. Uh, the issue... That were re- I read the last two back to back, so it's going to be hard. The last one was about the girl, right? It was about Jane, and this one, well... This one, they robbed the right, arcade. It, right. This one is in the perspective of Leo. So Leo uh, is telling a story of how he grew up with his uncle Ivan and his father, um, and how they were the only family he had. His mother died at a very young age, and they taught him how to pickpocket. That was the family that he knew and the family that... He held dear, and so he went along with the pickpocketing, mostly out of, uh, I mean, that's what he was taught. That's what he knew until he knew better. Even then, he still uh, did it because that's all he knows. And throughout this book, he does talk about this line in which he crosses, and uh, his uncle Ivan told him something one time where he was like, all these rules that are set up 
are made to help hold uh, poor people down. All these rules, you think the rich people go by these rules? And he states in the book that once you realize the rules aren't something holding you back and you go past that line of breaking the rules, it actually does feel freeing. And that's kind of how he justifies being a criminal um, in this book. And then, so him and Teague, not Teague, Rick, him Ricky. and Ricky uh, go to rob an arcade because they were in the arcade at one point and they saw behind a poster next to the alarm system was the uh, code, code to uh, shut it off. And then they started paying attention when the money was there and all stuff like that. And uh, first off, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. That arcade's not making money. Yeah, right. <laughs> Quarters. <laughs> um, so they go on to rob it. They stay in the uh, fucking uh, rafters and finally come down and uh, rob it and turn it out on like 600 bucks. Uh, 600 300 Six. 600 600 bucks. Which is odd for an arcade. I not enough for a felony. 600 bucks on hand. I'm like... Well, I don't know. You think they have... 600 that sounds fine. Unless they, have, they have concessions, I guess. Yeah, maybe they got a soda machine. I mean, anyways, he says it's not worth it, not even a felony. And they're like, let's take this fucking Miss Pac-Man. That's what uh, Ricky wants to do. And Teague... Oh, not Teague. Leo's like... No, dude, get fucking in and out. Don't mess up the plan. We had eight minutes to get in and out. And they talked about how uh, Ricky's dead, right, Teague? Was like, or somebody no, told him no, that was like no. high risk. Leo, Leo, like, Leo's, Leo's dad. dead. Leo's dead. He said, you already did it anyways. So if you already are in there, then you might as well risk getting as much as you can. So they want to take that. Mostly to impress this girl. You know, she loves him as Pac. Of course. Uh, and he said, then Leo was like, yeah, if we fucking steal this thing, we're legends. He goes, yeah, I saw a van out back. We'll steal the van. We'll pop this baby in there. Head out those doors because he's there. Paul Blart. (laughs) Security Security guard. Um, Beats a shit out of Ricky. (laughs) Well, so while this is going on, though, the machine falls and breaks and shatters. So the whole thing is just fucking ruined. And uh, Ricky puts the gun, uh, points the gun at the security guard, and the security guard just bitch slaps him with that uh, (laughs) flashlight. flashlight. Which is, I mean... That's what that flashlight's for. Right. It's, Knocks him it's in the hand, heavy. beats him in the face. And he drops the gun. Leo grabs the gun and says, hey, uh, stop it or I'm going to shoot you in the leg. The cop's like, yeah, right. And he's like, and then he realizes he's telling the truth. So he's like, um, I don't trust you not to follow us. Take off your pants and underwear. And they run off. But talking about those lines, Leo's like, the thing that scared me the most about that was when I had that gun and I had a point at him and I passed that line... I felt most at ease and most comfortable uh, than I ever been. So he was scared that he is more of a criminal than he wishes he would be. So it's a nice nice little issue. I liked it because, like, you know, how much Leo's dad instilled, like, fear and paranoia in him to, like, plan things successfully. And then you got, like, little shithead rookie uh, almost ruining everything. So it just makes him more anxious. And so he just takes control of the situation is like, no, this is how it's supposed to fucking go. And like I'm guessing that's going to take part in how he kills uh, Teague further down the line. Of course. Or maybe he's going to kill Ricky, and Mr. Teague comes in and is like, not my son. He's like, shut the fuck up. Boom. Blow ya. <laughs> or maybe he's going to try to save Ricky from Teague, and that's why he kills him. Oh. So I'm guessing Ricky's going to get back to Teague that Ricky did something stupid. Or what if Ricky sleeps with the girlfriend? Well, we saw in the last issue that Ricky was already going to do something stupid. He was trying to murder this guy who uh, molested him when he was at camp. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the girl also knew, like, she helped him kill the guy just because she knew also the stepfather. Her old her old stepdad uh, used to do the same thing until she killed him. 
And she was like, I saw that look in his eyes, that fear that I had until I put the razor across his neck. But in that story also, so not only we have that, and she's following him for that very reason. She's like, can't fuck this up. We got this thing going. If cops get involved, then they want to see what's going on. Like, I don't want to have people snooping about. But then she goes to that bar, and that lady was trying to tell her, hey, somebody was looking for you. And then at the end, we see that so they she calls him and goes, hey, wasn't uh, somebody looking for more information they're willing to pay? And so now we see, because of this whole thing, already there are complications to it. So adding upon the cop now knows that those two were involved in that robbery, stole uh, stole his gun, uh, not stole his gun, uh, stole his clothes, and uh, threatened to kill him. And then now we have these people on this side looking for them. Uh, the whole thing gets complicated and actually adds more players to possibly the one that kills Teak. So. Well, because remember, we saw that when Jane first got introduced, one of those first two issues, we saw that detective that was uh, right. following her around and it was actually at the bar right next to her. Um, and they brought up her old criminal name, or at least the bartender did in that issue, saying, oh, you used to be called Sweet Jane, and Jane was not paying attention whatsoever. And so, yeah, that's going to come bite her in the fucking ass. And she was so rude to the bartender. Mm-hmm. And so the bartender's like, that guy's Fuck asking you. for cash, huh? For some information? I like money. Uh, I'm trying to think, because criminal guy gets into that territory for a while that books that I love get into is that if they constantly are great, I tend to think of them less for some reason. Well, not less, but like I don't want to be like 10 because they didn't really like super blow me away, but it was fantastic. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. about it. The whole issue. Nothing I would have changed. It's definitely like a part. Like it's just a part in the ongoing uh, story unfolding. You know what? But like I, it doesn't have to be something shocking or Something like a twist to make it a ten out of ten. So you don't want to make it a ten. It was really good. It's part of my favorite book this week. It was it was good. Um, but my thing is, I wasn't blown away. This trend, we already know that Leo's going to be a killer mm-hmm. at some point in time. Uh, so all this is, is is things I already know about. We're just getting a little story. I like the no, backstory. Of nothing how, blew me away. What he does, so. It was good. I give it an eight. Yeah, I'm sitting at an eight. I thought it was good. Uh, need more story to be able to. I just uh, fucking found eleven bucks in my pocket. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's eleven bucks, baby. That's a, that's like that's two more than they got in that robbery. In that pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they pop the quarter machine? Where are they going to do that? Yeah, pop the quarter machine. Or honestly, do you think that when a guy leaves at night, he popped all the quarters out of all those arcade machines? So there's no way break open is, every single arcade machine and take all the quarters. I never assumed that they ever emptied those, other than maybe once a week. Right. That I would have just checked it anyway. Gold and mine. they're not turning it into cash right away. That cash he has on hand is for other stuff. Right. So that quarter should probably, let's say a kid plugs one in, five minutes you get on the machine maybe, unless you're doing good, and then five minutes, how much is that, how much is that in like eight hours? Five minutes times so 20. So 12. What? So it'd be like $3 per hour. $3 per hour, about 21 bucks a machine. Yeah, I guess it's not that. Well, hey, if you leave some cash in there, you could keep doing that con forever. And getting over time, you'd get more money. Yeah, you don't take the money on hand; just take the quarters. He doesn't have any quarters in there. Yeah, I mean, well, you want to leave some quarters. That's what I mean. Yeah, like take like three fourths of all the quarters. Yeah, but you know, like Miss Pacman's going to be one of your more popular ones, especially in the eighties. Take half of those; he'll never know the difference. Right. Miss Pacman's better than Pacman. I'll die saying that. That's it's faster. True. That's true. Hmm. Alex, what else we got? We got Immortal Hulk number 25, written by Al Ewing, art by Joe Bennett and German Garcia. Um, I'm going to let you know a little secret. The weakest issue of the day. 
is this one. It was, it was a wolf buzz, wolf issue for me. So a little oversized. We get into a. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what I really read. It's more. It's Whoop. like on the celestial level of that. In the future, got a Hulk does not die, but becomes the breaker of worlds. Okay. And so in this advanced society, there is a male and female entity. Who, I think they're both girls. What? I think they're both girls. They're blue and pink. But they called each other hers. H i r whatever. Well, I suppose it could be God terms for her. Right. right. So future terms for whatever gender they might be. Um, and basically, one of them gets an egg uh, that is infected. Um, and while they're trying to bring this egg to birth, the Breaker of Worlds shows up and is basically breaking their world. worlds. Um, well, two on the nose, I suppose. Right. And so there's so much going on, and we learn about like how... You know, Hulk reminds me a lot of the Spectre in DC Universe, where his only mission is to purge, like, injustice. Um, with this Hulk, he's kind of like Galactus, where he sees worlds and he breaks them. So he's just trying to break everything in his path. See, I wasn't sure if this was a future story, or if this was a, um, like, a scene from a Adam type of world. Well, it said eons from now in the in the beginning. So. I feel like it is going to set up a lot of things in the future. Uh, the art was fantastic during those scenes. Art was great. But it is a lot, especially for a book that hasn't been like that, especially mm-hmm. it's been horror-based, unless you switch to this kind of sci-fi story. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a left turn I wasn't expecting, so I think maybe that's why I liked it less. But I think going back, depending on where it goes in the future, it might be, I might look back and I'll be like, oh, that was fine. Right. But I don't know. I did, I did like at the end. You got him, boys. The, isn't the mad the thinker. thinker? Thinker, yeah. Here he is, mm-hmm. baby. Is it the thinker? I thought it was the leader. The leader. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so how does leader come back from the future to affect the past? Or maybe you think there's going to be a for, like a flash forward part of this book now? I am excited, though, because I do like that villain. He's not just a big villain that fights Hulk. He outthinks Hulk. Because Hulk is strong as there is, but he's not smart as there is. Yeah. So that's Bruce. But I would like to see... No, this Hulk does not kind of... This Hulk is still the monster. But he does let Bruce do shit every once in a while, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Well, after the last issue where Hulk pretty much had no face and then still beat the shit out of Abomination. Yeah. I, I feel know. like that issue came out like three months ago. What, 24? Issue 24? Yeah. Oh, it came out two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Um, it's just, did you read a couple back-to-back to catch up? I, we haven't reviewed it on the show in like two months. Oh, maybe that's why. Because um, I read, yeah, 22, 23, 24, and 25 to catch up because oh, that's wow. how far I was behind and... Yeah, from 24 to this, like we kind of dealt with that part with uh, General Forkian, uh, where basically Joe fix it, like snaps his fucking neck and kills him in the gamma plane, whatever that is. Um, so this was was not what I was expecting for the 25th issue of Hulk, but if it's kind of telling what's to come and it might unfold like a Hickman Morrison story kind of thing, then I'm in. Um, I just, yeah, it was just kind of a very confusing route to go about it. I feel uh seven i'm gonna give it a five like i really i didn't hate it but i didn't enjoy it I didn't six mind it. i didn't mind it dara was fantastic i thought and then yeah i liked so art was great i actually really enjoyed the art mm-hmm. i just coloring too this wasn't uh, an issue that i had anticipated i mean i didn't i don't need fighting in a hulk book 
But I did need just a little bit more Hulk. Alex, tell them what I'm doing because they can't see. Magnifique kiss. <laughs> um, next, we got Detective Comics number 1014, written by... 14, right? Yeah. Written by Peter Tomasi with art by Doug Mankey. We finally have the first issue... I believe also Jaime Mendoza. Yes. Yep. A couple of pen, uh, um, we have the first issue in the entire Batman run of the universe that Mrs. Freeze is returned to the living... Um, unless you guess count the cliffhanger of the last issue. And uh, she's basically going over her last conversation, which we kind of predicted with Victor about how she said, no, I don't want to go through with this uh, freezing project that Victor was putting her under. And he was basically explaining, I did this for your own good. Um, whatever your hesitations for saving your life are i could not take that risk so i took the like choice away from you and she seems upset at that but i mean here she is alive was well she weird transpiring of of events in this issue and i think we actually talked about it in a prior issue um so she comes back she's going no i don't want to do this this isn't what i want well tough nuggies already did it and she goes you don't know what i went through and victor's like you don't know what I've gone through. Yeah. How much I've been right. fighting to bring you back whose ass I had to get kicked by or whose ass I kicked. Over um, and over and he's over. He's like, you're again. still young and beautiful. I'm old. Yeah. Not really. This dude looks like he's maybe 40. I mean, Victor's yeah. in good shape in this book. He could be in good shape and be like 60. He, yeah. Well, and I guess he's you frozen. You can't tell. I was going to say, yeah, he's frozen in time, baby. Um, I do like, though, like that scene you're mentioning, actually. It's nice shades of gray because you can see that he did it for his cares, but also he's holding that over her head, being like making her feel guilty for not uh, for not being appreciative that he brought her back. And then she wants to take up the helmet because she says, I want the air to blow through my hair. Um, and so they go and make her like freezes now where he can have not a suit because they uh, change his uh, body. Um, Absolute zero. Chemistry. And that, and that was cool having her in that like old suit where he had to be connected to all the tubes and the freezing yep. technology and whatever. And yeah, that was kind of maniacal to be like, hey, soon you won't need this. And you can see by the end, he's changed her into what he is now. So Freeze used to say he only ever did that shit to bring her back. Well, now she's back. And at the end, we see that he's still doing it. Did so. you see what he did? Okay. So Bruce is at... Um, is a Wayne Tech. He's at the yep. cryogen lab, and Mister Freeze shows up with Nora. And Vic- Victor's like, "I came to get my thing that I hidden from you guys. It was a non-named vial." Kate, no offense. He mislabeled it. I'm mislabeled nervous. it. You're right. Mislabeled I'm pretty it. sure that was in Scott Snyder's annual for no. Mister. They used that origin for the storyline as well, which is cool. I mean, which is a nice cool callback payoff. to a yeah. Um, but the other thing is that, so after they've frozen Bruce and Bruce is talking to Nora and goes, Nora, it's nice to see you. And she goes, you're always so nice and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, maybe Nora's not going to be a bad guy. And then we get to when she's finally gone through all the transformation, she's doing a little ballet show for Victor and Victor's like, bravo, magnificent. I loved it. And they turn to walk back out of the theater and Victor has flash frozen everybody. Right. So He's that she could have the stage. He kills everybody. That's what I said. He always said, he always blamed it being like, I want to bring my wife back. Like this tragic character 
who was like, I only want doing this to bring my wife back. I'm not a bad guy. And then he is a bad guy. Holy shit. He is a bad guy. Zangief can't save you him. You can only this. do shit like that so much until it affects you. Right. I know, which he's is, used which, to it. It's like easy for him to just freeze people. But like, which is nice. It's, it's nice to see that. I mean, I, the dude's crazy. Mm-hmm. He spent the last 30 years trying to save his wife. Finally has her back. Fuck everybody. You're all fair game. Uh, I actually hope that they do a Sub-Zero. That'd be cool. Where he actually... I mean, no offense, if you can flash freeze a whole theater, what can you do to the whole city? Well... And he's got that... And he's just got that power now. Right. Well, he mean, he's, he's going to have like a freaking a spouse that can do the same things he can. Well, that's the big Me reveal at the end of this issue. Yeah. Welcome to... Or was it... Mr. and Mrs. Freeze. Yeah, we now introduce Mr. and Mrs. Freeze. Holy shit, there's two of them? You know, I do got to call back that scene with Bruce Wayne... That was one of the coolest Bruce Wayne scenes I've seen in a very long time where you're getting a legit Bruce, you know, acknowledging the pain of like, they don't know he's Batman. Him being like, hey, I know what you're going through. And it's like, I didn't say no because I wanted you to suffer. I said no because it was just crimes against humanity. And that was cool to see like Bruce Wayne, humanitarian Bruce Wayne, the one that's like. If you didn't know he was Batman, you'd still be like, wow, at least he's a fucking cool guy, like, trying to take care of Gotham City. So, that was cool to see. And then, yeah, the end with Nora and uh, Victor, that... I was surprised how much she just, like, gave in to being a freeze. I thought there would have been a little more hesitation from her. It almost seemed like like Stockholm Syndrome. Right. Where she feels like she's under capture almost. And she started like, making, just, well, she started making out with him like right away. I know. She kissed him. She's like, I like your frosty lips. Let's do this shit. Well, like, think about you two. Think about if your wife went to a coma, like a frozen coma, and then literally she woke up and the last thing she remembers is how much you guys loved each other and like, cool. Well, now I kill people with freeze guns. <laughs> you know, I Deal. love you. Like, all right. Here Sign we go. Up. Yeah. That'd be kind of crazy. Why doesn't you just move? Alaska. <laughs> just move. <laughs> yeah. Kill the polar bears. Why would he, <laughs> wouldn't he help him? Well, what else would he kill? Well, yeah, you think he'd help Gotham City? He's killing those fuckers just so his wife yeah, can dance. Yeah, but Polar Bears, just like, these are my homies. He this could be refreezing the fucking polar ice caps. This guy's over here. Global warming. Hey, wait, actually, man, that may make worse. <laughs> um, I'm giving this a 10. Okay. This is like uncharted territory and like such a cool story that I've never seen or read in my entire comic book reading history. I think I I will also give this a 10. I actually enjoyed the fact that Mr. Freeze is, he's a badass. And I like the fact that Batman didn't win. Yeah. The whole time Batman's actually just trying to figure out how to save the women that he had already captured. Uh, not doing any detective work, but he's a doctor. Dr. Quinn, Bruce Wayne. Um, I think the writing was really sharp. I like the art. It's just, there's a couple of things. There's a couple things where it was like a lot of exposition talk <clears throat> a couple of panels especially like that one you talked about how he's like yes let me go to i'm here to get that thing that i left here and i mislabeled and it's like dude you why the fuck are you tell everybody like no way yeah. just walk in and grab this shit. yeah but my, my way i see is that mr freeze already won and even if you don't know that it was unnatural bruce is batman that was the only thing i'm so throwing that shit down eight for me one thing and you ding it too? Damn. No, there's a couple things nice. like that I said. Respect. That's what I did to criminal. Shit. <laughs> Ascender number uh, six. Yes. Jeff Lemire and uh, Dustin Wynn. What do you think here, guys? I love this. So I read five and six back to back. So sadly, at the end of last issue, uh, Andy got stabbed through the back 
through the chest, um, from the back into the chest, sorry, um, and was left for dead as Telsa and um, Mia, Mila, 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 and uh, what's the new person's name? I don't remember. Hagrid. Uh, Helga. Hadron. Hadrid. Helda. 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 And Helda were taken off on Telsa's ship. Um, and while that's going on, Mother's pissed because these two idiots were supposed to... It might have been issue five. This, this is issue five where she goes back and punishes her sons. Yeah, punishes her sons, morphs them into one. You set me into a trap. Right. Well, we didn't know it was a trap. Fuck you. Right. Maybe two of you can become one. And then she finds out about Bandit, Mila, and Telsa, and Helda, and, and Andy, and it's like, fucking dragon mode, like, you guys can meet me there, or you can follow me, but I'm going. And so she turns to a dragon, flies to Samson, where Andy has been captured, uh, but thankfully, when Andy was pulled out of the water, there was a healer that did heal him, but he was still under mother, con- like, capture because of what he had did. With the soldiers of... Oh, what he had done with the laser gun. Yeah. So when Bandit came to find him, he had a hidden, that, that hidden laser gun from issue two. Uh, of course, it's against the rules. Uh, when the vampire is talking to Mother, mm-hmm. going, um, Boss, I don't think you should do this. Um, I may let you suck my blood, but you and I are not on the same page. Right. Like, you, you, I make the decisions. You're here. right, Master. So then she just bitch slaps him. Do you guys... Or, do you remember... I mean, I guess I feel like a moron how much I didn't understand that Bandit's bark was just arf backwards. Yeah. It's fra, fra. I was like, oh, fuck. We did see one tiny thing, and it's not even a glimpse of Tim 21. It's Tim 21 from the past in this issue from Descender's run. But he's there. Hey, when I was thinking about issue 5's cover, there is a hooded small figure facing like out on the cosmos but it's not mother it's not me like i match the cloaks i think that's tim 21 could be it's kind of cool to know that he's out there um and they talk about i mean they talk about a figure they talk about somebody right uh and then there's a nice building between mila and telsa where where mila's like your your dad didn't die in front of you and i'm just i'm struggling and telsa's like she gives you the nice little red page show back um my dad was killed right in front of me well were you mad all the time all the time right it was during the second descender uh arc arc um or she called it the second descender attack attack yeah <clears throat> so i feel like tim 21's leading the robot faction or something but uh yeah that's pretty cool that uh telsa and uh, mila can definitely connect over that and um, what's the big reveal of this issue um Effie's the where what effie well, she would no. That was revealed way back when. That she's a vampire. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She, she started attacking Andy, but it's just that the same camp that Andy's taken that's to right. as a prisoner is the same camp that Effie is eating people at. Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so I th- I kind of like that because I was kind of sad if like the last we saw of Effie was just that she was a vampire and that's the last thing you ever see. It'd be nice if there's a chance. I bet Mother like will manipulate Andy. Like I'll turn her. I'll keep, take her for, away from being a vampire. And turn her back to what she was. If you help us. Some kind of shit like that. And he just turns around, fuck you, bitch. Pulls yeah. out a laser gun. Kill my wife. What? Wife comes and attacks him. Effie, I love you. I'm back to human. Let's uh, kill these. Meanwhile, ones. Telsa and Mila are being attacked by, was it werewalruses? Werewales. Werewales. And I was trying to figure, like, what's a werewale compared to a whale? <laughs> like, so that's, what turns into a whale? Well, I'm actually more scared for the next issue. So the next issue's cover is Telsa got pulled into the water by the were- right. werewales. 
And at the bottom of the next issue's cover is a giant eye. Yeah. Uh, Marvin, you'll be afraid. She's in the water. There's something big in the water. I'm going to give this a nine. The art's incredible, and the story is, like, it's so fun and, like, new that, like, I just get excited that I don't, I can't guess what's coming next, and that makes it exciting for me. There is something so refreshing about this book, and I think part of it is that it's still new, but we're getting all these callbacks from old characters or old things or things that I'm looking forward to maybe happening. Um, the threat feels real. Would you give this an at nine? I gave it a nine. Yeah, I would. Just, I want to give it a ten because I really if, did enjoy. If it. Driller was in this book, I give it a ten. Oh, you know, he's, he's gonna coming. come you back sometime, and he's gonna be like, no, 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 Hermans, and I'll be like, fuck yeah, Driller, a killer, holy shit, and and he just runs over and hugs him. Yeah, <laughs> stab, <laughs> Driller, you weren't supposed to stab me. But yeah, it's a great book. It's a good book. Great, good, good great universe. I forgot what my next book is supposed to be. I. Uh, I downloaded the trade since I'm behind. I learned issue one, so I figured I'd just get the trade. Gotcha. <laughs> That's the last one we reviewed, I bet, for a sender. <laughs> Sorry. I'm pretty sure we've, I thought we at least did two or three. No, I don't believe so. I don't, I don't know. My memory's not good, but I would have remembered missing the book. Missing. Five issues. By the way, also, the um, dog thing. Bandit. Bandit. You told me that. Ruff, ruff. Yeah, you told me at one point that it was his. It says bark backwards. So, oh, I forgot. I was gonna say it's you, been a you. while. I've been. It's been a while since I've read. Well, because like mother calls him the dog who says things reverse, or she calls him some weird name. Oh, really? Or one of the vampires does is the dog that speaks backwards. So that's probably where it was, and I was just like, oh shit, never noticed that before. Alex, next one is Marauders number one DX, written by is it Gary or Jerry? Gary Dugan. It's Jerry. Jerry Dugan. It's Jerry. Is it Jerry Dugan? Okay. And art by Matteo Lolly. Russell uh, Russell Dutterman did the cover. I uh, This actually is going to be my pick of the week. May not be a 10, but I, I love the shit of this book. The concept of it is really cool. Because, you know, we got introduced to the pathways of Krakoa and to find that Kitty Pride or Katie Pride. Did she go by Kate? Kate. Kate, Kate, Kate Pride. Kate Pride. Catherine Pride. Can't go through the Krakoa portals. And she doesn't know why. So for those who may not know, Shadow Cat, otherwise known as uh, Kate Pride, her power is to hold her breath and she can turn intangible. And uh, Kind of like Garrett in that game a couple weeks ago. Yes, correct. Just like that. What game? That game that we played where every time you pass through somebody, something happened to you. Oh, right. <laughs> this didn't happen to her. Um, <laughs> you know, I, for, I forgot for some reason that Jerry wrote this. I, I must have skipped past the title page. I don't, um, but it makes sense. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was also intriguing. Like uh, Gary was saying that, like, why can't she do this? But and I like that we don't get an answer. And Kate's fine with it. We also have a lot of character building for Kate in this issue where she says that <clears throat> she never changed her name from Kitty to Kate because they wouldn't even they wouldn't even call her that because they don't respect her enough to like that she would be in charge. And so at the end, we kind of get this uh, mini little arc that at the end she takes charge in the sea that she's a good leader, and she goes call me Kate, and now she's a captain of a ship with people on. Even Storm will follow her, um, and rather than and she won't even do anything with Emma, she's like I'll follow you because you you believe in this. So 
Right. And it's a cool concept that like not only can Kate not get through the portals, but there's other portals being blocked um, for other mutants to pass safely through the Krakoa portals. So that's like her mission. I mean, Emma's got her own mission in the background that she wants Kate to, to do like deliveries market. and pick up. Say, yeah. She wants her to captain the ship to be the black delivery. I was going the black market delivery service for those uh, X-Men mutant drugs. But meanwhile, Kate and the rest of her crew, Iceman, Pyro, the original Pyro, Storm. Lockheed is her dragon. Lockheed, her dragon. And Bishop. Bishop. Are going to go around and uh, save the mutants who are being oppressed and not allowed to come to uh, Krakoa. uh, Because people like in Russia, for instance, in this issue, specifically uh, the army was surrounded and not letting, they were locking up the mutants instead that would come there. And uh, so they took care of that and let the mutants pass through. So I got I had only a couple questions about this issue. One, um, Storm is part of the the autumn or the spring or whatever. Yeah, she's function. on the board, so she has to go back to work the board though those three months of the year or whatever, right? But she can pass through the Krakoa portal. I suppose portal. she can yeah. go back anytime she, she wants. She can do it fucking quick as Kate's the one who has to fucking take that ship. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So then the other thing is that we get um, Kate tells Pyro. Remember, we don't kill humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the three laws. Yep, but the, I got two questions for that. One, she jammed a gun through two of those guys' legs. Didn't they're kill not them? dead. They're not dead. They'll but, live. But I mean, that for more artery, who knows if she nicked it or not. Mm. Secondly, I am pretty sure Pyro lit all those people on fire. No, they said retreat. They did say let's as he here. threw the fire at them. Well, okay. they were in the machine things. Because he said more of those machine guys are coming. Oh, they had more mech suits, Kate. Yeah. I missed the mech suit part then. And we saw how Kate got her cutlass from a fucking shore pirate. I like your sword. Well, you can have one of my dead body. I'm not going to kill you, but here's an elbow to the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really fun the time that Kate comes back. The first time with that ship, and it's full of beer and Canadian whiskey, and you just see Logan like sprinting towards Did it. Did you like, get it? Yeah, I got it. And he's like, all right. And he's like, Did you get it? He's not even looking at her. He's rushing towards the ship. He just tears off his fucking clothes and. <laughs> Goes, oh, there he goes. Hey, thanks. And you see, I liked how they kept, and actually I, I saw an interview that John Hickman said that all the books are going to keep the same kind of design look with the pages and the character thing and like little documents. And Jerry used actually the documents for humorous little pieces in this issue instead, like Logan's grocery list, uh, Kate's little journal, and then later on there's something else. Here oh, and she's putting them in the bottles. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, like the, so you had Logan's shopping list, which was after that joke, and so you can kind of see that like he wants these things because they don't have them there. So uh, it was an added joke component of that. And actually, I did find that funny. I was just like, this guy, just, <laughs> so he was acting like it was, he was acting like it was an emergency, and he's like, "Did you get it?" And I was like, "Oh fuck, what does he got? Is it weapons? Is it like they need some drugs?" But she uh, talks about it on the on the ride there on the boat. Is that yeah? I I know I dug into. Uh, well, I thought maybe stuff. it was like. For medical reasons. Oh, I right? assume, I assume That's why I thought, she's drinking beer. Yeah, but then he... First off, if you read his uh, at his uh, his list, he wanted uh, beer like in packs. In beer. bottles. But uh, she, he, she just bought a fucking keg. He had a I, box of whiskey, too, though. Well, I, say, but yeah. I, I assume she got him at least two cases of whiskey. She probably got him a keg of beer. Coffee. And then coffee. And she probably got him bottles. He goes, I'd prefer bottles, but... I understand if you get cancer, you can drink on the way here. I, I like like this Wolverine is it. It's nice to see him not all gruff and mean, where he does have kind of that fun side, which he normally does. Well, they're and, relaxing. And he had his shirt off by the time she got there. 
I would have my shirt off too if I looked that good. A lot of hair. Oh, pomade he needed for his hair. Yeah. He said, don't tell anybody though. <laughs> Keep that out of the wraps. Which I found funny because after he came out of the water, his hair wasn't naturally sticking up. It was all down. And so that joke came afterwards, which made that funny because I was like, oh, that's how he's supposed to look, but he's the one who puts it up. Yep. Okay. Right. I like I that did, a lot. I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah. I, I enjoyed so it as strong. a first The art issue. was fantastic too, I mm-hmm. thought. The art style really fit this book uh, because it was kind of more humorous, but also there were points in which the action is really well done, especially Kitty's powers. Like you said, that gun between the legs, that sold me almost being like, oh, I want to see the rest of this. Well, it was so brutal and so well done. And even when she goes and stands in front of the tank and then she fucks up the machinery by just standing there and she tells the guy to hold his breath for three seconds as she goes to enter and she comes out and it's all gassy and he's coming out for air trying to breathe. I really did enjoy it. I'm going to give this a nine. Uh, I think Dugan is an underrated writer for me, but when I read Dead Rabbit or Dead not Dead Eyes Now... Uh, and you like Savage Avengers he writes, doesn't he? Yes. Like, he- like a lot of the books he does... They're not overly wordy, and they're just a nice story that I, I'm i on this one until it changes. Dugan, good. Yes. Uh, final book of the night, we got Batman, Curse of the White Knight, number four. Um, we have come at the end of last issue to find that James Gordon was stabbed by Azrael. And thrown off the building. Thrown off the building, and yeah, he's he's dead. That this was the hardest open in a book I have read in a long time. Probably it, since the saga book. I mean, you never really think Commissioner Gordon, he's always fine at the end of all these arcs. Like so much shit happens to Gotham City. Commissioner Gordon's that staple, like he's not going anywhere. And like fuck. That scene, you know, Gordon always thinks that the silhouetted figure behind him is Batman, and he even calls him Batman, and then you just see the arm come out, and it's Azrael's arm, and you're like, oh, fuck, he's dead. Like he's. This I never dead. assumed that he would be dead. I thought it was going to be, he was going to ass kicking. Right. Uh, well, because Batman always shows up. Yeah. So, right. that's what I assumed was going to happen, too, that they would get into a scuffle, but he would do he would hold them off long enough till Batman got there, but. No, it was, it was hard. Batman was busy with uh, Harley Quinn. And and the thing and, and as we find out later in the episode or ep- Jesus issue, but the thing that was so hard for this issue for me in the beginning at least was you get the the young young Barbara is sitting in the car with her dad who's oh, just yeah. a, a vice cop and and they're having a conversation and she goes, um, I I beat up a boy and then he beat me up harder and he goes, um, when that happens, there's their rules and there's your rules. You know, well, when I get in trouble with the teachers, you let me handle that. If someone hurts you, you hurt them harder. Yeah, that's cool. And I was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a dad of a daughter. I, I don't want to tell her to go beat the shit out of some boy, but some boy wants to hurt you, you hurt him first. Or you hurt him back. Right. Um, but anyway, I, I got welled up when you see Barbara runs out of the hospital, adult Barbara, finds out that James is dead. That Gordon's gone, and Bruce looks going, "What the hell happened?" Runs to the room and well, just, no, well, Barbara like runs in, sees that he's dead, and then runs past Batman, like almost checks him in the shoulder, yep. and he's like, "What the fuck?" And then he goes in, and that's when he's and like, he holds him. Like, it was just this yeah. hug of my friend is gone, and man, it was so good. I had yeah, I had to look at that panel a lot. And I was just like, would Bruce Wayne Batman actually hug Commissioner Gordon's like dead body? I'm like, of course he would. That's like his best friend. Besides be like Alfred. Alfred's dead, yeah. Or any of the kids are He's dead. like, he has, like, no one left. Like, he's running out of people that he can confide in. God, um, so you know, because that's, like, right after that, you know, he goes up to Leslie Tompkins and, like, just, like, falls into her. And he's like, I have nobody, like, I need to, like, grieve. 
Well, I mean, not only is he <clears throat> his friend, but also he's been his partner in this whole thing from the beginning. Right. He like allowed him to do it. And like the only reason why this whole thing works was because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, because if he didn't have Commissioner Gordon's trust, the whole thing would have been the police versus Batman. But they've allowed him to police the city and help them out and be a part of it. So um, right before Commissioner Gordon dies, I wanted to mention that he was actually giving up uh, being a commissioner and gave it to Montoya. And that was a nice moment in the bar where it was like, I actually, that moment in the bar for me really felt, uh, was like the first, I don't know how to explain this in this book. So like, I love this book's fantastic. The series is fantastic. The last series is fantastic. It always seemed like a lot of um, uh, almost really fan, really fun, almost. really action kind of fan servicey, but it was more of an action kind of book. And I didn't know how well Sean did writing the characters themselves. And then that bar scene, and then what we got immediately afterwards that you guys just finished talking about about uh, Gordon's death showed me also that Sean can write knows these characters first off, and also can write them very very well, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montoya was fantastic. Gordon's fantastic. The reactions to Gordon dying are fantastic, especially later on in the series or in this issue where Barbara's going to, she found out who the people were in the van and um, what's his name? Bullock. Bullock uh, stops him. He wrote Bullock. Yeah. So say that, that's, I mean, that too is like fantastic. He stops, she stops him. He goes, what are you doing? And she goes, I figure out where the truck is. I'm going there. And she has an AK or RF 15. And he's like, well, it doesn't look like you're going to arrest them. She's like, I'm not. And he's like, all right. He's like, like a, a girl. At a girl. Yeah, at like, a girl. Yeah. I'll grab shotgun, he said. Yeah. So, um, in the best fucking Batmobile, the Tumblr. Yeah, they go in the Tumblr. Batman goes after them. Uh, he, They're like, they disable the GPS. And they go, and then uh, Dick's like, I'm pretty sure you have a secondary one backup. And he's like, yeah. He inf- <laughs> <laughs> yeah turns it on. Um, and then they have a little battle with the Azriels, uh, the army of. Saint Dumas. Dumas. Mm-hmm. So Azrael, now what are they called? The they're an actual. They're, I mean, yes, they are the Order. No, they're something else. They're, aren't they called the Emancipators or something? I don't know. The Dick Bags. That's what I call them. Well, I know what the faction's called. Something. So we we get a scene where um, Batman so Barbara runs them off the road. Runs them off the road, and they're fighting on a hill. Bruce shows up, and he's like, "This is our fight," and they have a little tussle. Um, did they get away? I think yeah, they get away. Azrael fucks him up. Well, she so oh yeah, he has he, him he and Azrael and Barbara are fighting for a second, and he knees her in the back, and you hear a crack. So we're not sure. I I don't know if that means I broke your back or mm-hmm. if I just ooh I popped it back into place. Ow, that hurt. Um, but then Bruce shows up, goes, "No, this is my this is yours and my fight." Wraps that rope right around the neck. Okay, no offense, that dude's. No way did that rope just come untied for you to get it back off. You're like, oh, that kind of sucked. I don't like right. that. Anyway, they duke it out a little bit. Brings out a slamming sword. Gets kicked off. Batman's on fire at Batman's this point. Batman's on fire. And the lady who's teamed up with uh, John Paul is like, we gotta get the shit out of here. We already lost a guy. And I don't know how that guy died. If he just died in the car crash. Probably wasn't wearing well, a that's what I was going to ask you because I, fr- I, t- I took a long time looking at that panel being like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Who's the guy that's a mess? And there was two of them in the car with Azrael. And I, kn- and I knew that, but I thought... But there's blood all over the guns. So they must have died shooting the gun. But there's two There's two that are shooting guns when she comes out, when when after they've crashed. There's two guns shooting. 
how did this guy die? I guess he maybe just got shot in the crossfire. Yeah, he could have got shot out shooting. the car or the crossfire. You're right, though. Yeah. Like, he knees Barbara in the back and probably breaks her back so much so that she's not going to be able to walk. And maybe we get that. Like, that's like an homage to Oracle now that yeah. we're going to get Oracle. And it ends with Dick being like, Barbara, where's Barbara? And Bruce brings her out of the fire and he's holding her. She doesn't, look, she doesn't look like she's dead, but she does look like she's not able to she's hold She's unconscious, at least yeah. right now. So we'll see you next issue. I was gonna, first going to say. Uh, she's probably fine. It's probably just like some cheap cliffhanger, but that happened last issue where I'm like, he's probably fine. It's some kind of cheap cliffhanger and then he fucking dies in the cold open. By the way, I love the way this book is set up is that it does a cold open. We get the title page and then we get the issue and the issue has nice ebbs and flows where it never feels like it's uh, too static. It just likes to stay like action, dramatic scene, character scene where you get a little bit of everything. And so I actually lied earlier. Criminal wasn't my pick of the week. This is my pick of the week. It's so good. And, like, you guys remember when we read just White Knight? Like, that was told from the perspective of Joker. So, like, this is all, like, I feel like Sean's really tackled how to write Batman. Because, like, Batman coming back from, like, everything that happened in White Knight to, like, be able to tell these cool stories. I'm, like, it's weird for me still to be, like, reading Batman's perspective in this universe because he was kind of the bad guy in Volume 1. Yeah, I forgot to mention also that part where Harley um, goes to the Joker and Batman thinks that that's going to break him out and bring Jack back, and it doesn't. And she, he's like, hey, he must be gone. Like, that's it. He said something really, like, raunchy in issue three. I don't remember what it was he said to her. When she goes, I'm pregnant, and... Oh, maybe you should abort one of them or something. Oh, said, yeah, do, you have a, said, do you have a coat hanger? Yeah, he said, Jack's... Yeah. Uh, one of those is Jack's, and one of them is mine. And he said, hey, Bruce, and your uh, little utility belt, do you have a, have have a coat hanger? Let's uh, oh, my that. God. That, that is dark. And, it, I mean, that's the nice thing about, not nice, that's the wrong wrong word to say, but this book is so good because it is just... Gritty. Hard, t- yeah, it's like, gritty. Tugs the heartstrings. There are stakes at hand, obviously. People die. People get broken. Um, as much as seeing Oracle would be fun, I, I, like, I like Batgirl in this book. It's nice I know, th- but it's kind of like the emotional way to the book. If it does happen and she doesn't walk again, I mean, that's always going to be a reminder that this happened because her father got murdered and she wanted revenge. She so and she wasn't half. thinking about it. She didn't plan ahead. Right. And then maybe that's why she becomes somebody who likes to do that and be part of that. And I could see that in Sean Murphy's universe more so than her just being fine after it. No, but and I agree. I mean, the, the way the tone of the book is... Happen shit happens mm-hmm. and like you said she didn't go in with a plan she didn't go in with any backup right. other than Bullock and no offense you would have called your bat family I would have thought well first think about that this is volume two of that white knight universe yeah. and we've how many people have we lost and how many people well, they are injured they would have stopped her if he called if she even called know, dick or ben so but even the weird thing is that dick knew she was off the handle already when he went to go talk to her and she lost her cool at him and is yelling at him going what the fuck is wrong with you by the way he's like eh, well fuck you i'm on your mom bulk is uh tough as nails he just got shot in the shoulder He's, he's got like a little a bit of ago. a meat shield, though. He's like, ha ha, I like fine. that shit. Flicks it off. Uh, and we find out, so last issue, obviously, issue three, Harley uh, goes into labor. Mm-hmm. And Bruce is like, oh, we got to get to the hospital. No, bitch, we're doing this now. Yeah. <laughs> and if you walk away, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, and you're going to hold these kids. <laughs> she goes, yeah, she goes, you have to fight a pregnant woman if you try to walk away. Oh, well, so I'm good. a little worried about that uh, Batman-Harley relationship. It seems like they're getting a little friendly. He did, She did hey. say, she goes, hey, I think you like me. Keep I, always knew, I always knew you liked cr- had a crush on me. And to be fair, who hasn't? It makes you think of Batman. And Damn. to be fair, Bat signal, there's no Catwoman <laughs> in this universe yet. There's True. no nobody for him except for Harley, so. Yeah. 
This is the, the real Harley, not the fake. How bad would that be if uh, Harley had a third kid and it was Batman's kid? <laughs> Joker and Batman kids. <laughs> yeah. Always fight. Well, I mean, oh, yeah, that's a different book. <clears throat> I was going to say, oh, a little Gotham, but that was Dustin Wayne. Yeah. Um, ten. Yes. Ten. 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 Uh, I also wanted to mention, Azrael has never been my favorite character, even in general, not even just in Batman. Um, but the work that uh, Peter J. Tomasi, nope, James Tony the Fourth did in Detective, and then also this actually makes me uh, like him more. Um, or even like that whole thing. Like the whole thing, I used to be like, yes, I'd come on. Like, I don't know what it is about that uh, kind of mythos of uh, Azrael and St. Dumas and stuff like that, but usually it just seems like a reason to have a bad guy like that and the way he speaks and all stuff it seems like uh, I, I would always tune it out but in this uh, universe I really do like how it adds upon that it's back in history it makes sense that these the Wayne family them and Arkham were like we're all involved together so he's a little more silent too though like he doesn't again like, yeah like normal Azrael never shuts the fuck up Chatterbox yeah. this one is like yeah I think if this book didn't come out, I still wouldn't care for Azrael. Yeah, Detective Comics was fine. Uh, but this one, it's nice to see this, you know, this John Paul, he was in the army. He's got PTSD. He's got shit going on. And Joker uh, might be cancer. tricking him. Yeah, Joker's tricking him into being this way. And, and so it's it's nice. And I mean, like you said, he doesn't talk much, but the man is all about action. I don't mm-hmm. need to bullshit. I can take the Batman. Because he's confident. He hey, believes he's that descendant. Fucking Bruce was almost dead till the other cop showed up. He was uh, having his face held underneath the water. Oh, yeah. Fuck. He, like, takes that sword and fucking cuts up the cowl, like, the front. How does he not hit his face? I cannot understand. I'm guessing. I would, it was I would like, assume. It was, like, in the eye hole. And, he went, mm-hmm. and then he held him under the water. And then the guy's like, we got to go. And he's like, I got unfinished. I still got uh, one thing left to do. And then, like, we got to go. And then. That's good. Almost killed him. Art's fantastic, by the way. Also. Oh, Sean Murphy. You the cars, the bastard. fucking guns, machines, everything about it. He can, not only can is the character work great, and sh- like when you mentioned earlier that Bruce broke down and uh, after Commissioner Gordon died, that's fantastic art-wise. The the uh, uh, positioning of the whole panel, like the perspective and uh, the men on mise en scene, and uh, but also like the action scenes like that whole fight with the fire in the fucking background fantastic well another thing that we it's a side note is the uh tompkins and alfred a couple years ago found the notebook that bruce is now using they go to some hellfire club that's what i'm gonna call them because i don't know what they are Uh, saint dumas is that it was a saint dumas yeah it was like a monastery because i'm a priest i'm not a warrior fighter this is some sweet ass book that you're gonna want to give to your boss I'm paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. And obviously. Alfred kept it from him yeah, to keep him safe for him, now, knowing that Bruce would look into it. And Leslie says, "You're going to you're going to want to give that to Bruce when the time comes." Right. So didn't have time though. Time's now, bitch. We're gonna do this. Oh, guys. good stuff. Good. That is Batman: The Curse of the White Knight number four. Uh, incredible. Excuse me. Immortal Hulk number. 25. Double size issue. Marauders number one. Criminal number nine. And uh, Detective 1014 and uh, Ascender number six was the comic books came this week. Pick them up where you pick up your comic books. Once again, do you, you do you, you do you, 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 you. By the way, a better list this week than last week. Yes, 100%. All right, here we go. Here's the game, boys. A little game to end the night. Uh, I couldn't figure out a way to uh, decide who plays it because it's kind of like a one person kind of game. The other person is going to help. 
uh, because we are going to play Who Wants to Be Millionaire Comic Edition. Alex can play. I'll help him. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Here we got Alex to the right here. Alex Pastrello, straight out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, at a young 41 years of age, right? Pretty close. Pretty close. 41 years of age. He's here to see if he can win $1 million. Now, I did hear at the beginning of the show, this Marvin uh, uh, host of yours was giving you option for a million, but he also is very dangerous. This is just questions. So I'm going to be worried here. Uh, if you don't know how, who wants to be a millionaire, wants to, will, uh, you can play it. Um, I will ask you questions for a monetary amount. Uh, you have three lifelines, 50-50, phone a friend, or ask the audience, and I will give you some results of the audience. <laughs> I was say, which is essentially Isn't one of the two same as the two? No, they ask the audience. I'll give you, uh, I'll let you know what they say. The phone a friend, we do got your friend on the speed dial, Garrett Waltz, and he will answer. If, whoa. Here Alex, you know what time it is? It's 11. He Don't answer incorrectly. Answer our uh, your question if you do get stuck. Otherwise, though, uh, for the million dollars uh, online, that is up to you. Now, you can leave at any time. Walk away with your money. All right. Um, I will let you know there are certain points in which you reach uh, $1,000. Excuse me. It's not $1,000. More than that. $10,000. And uh, when you reach, uh, excuse me, five and fifty. Uh, you will walk away if you lose, but if otherwise, uh, if you get up to let's say twenty five and you don't walk away with the fifteen that you already earned, you will lose all of it down to five thousand. So, here we go with a who wants to be a, a millionaire and do 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 do. Sorry, I get nervous and I sneeze. Alex. Yes. Who played? Oh, let me turn on this. Can you go to the back of the truck? Turn on that music. Yeah, Steven. Turn it down. Steven, turn it down. Steven! <laughs> no, I said turn it down, not off. <laughs> it's hard to have good help, isn't it? There you go, Steven. Uh, first question for $500. Or as uh, hashtag guess those one would say. Five hundred dollars. <laughs> Who played Lex Luthor in the original nineteen seventy eight Superman movie? Was it Michael Rosenbaum, Jesse Eisenberg, Gene Hackman, or Kevin Spacey? Hackman. Gene Hackman. C. Final answer. That's your final answer. That is my final answer. Now, uh, how did you come to that conclusion? Uh, I don't remember all their names. Rosenbaum is from Smallville. What's his face? Uh, the one from Batman vs. Superman. Shit, hard to forget that. And Spacey's from Returns. I've seen that one. I know that one. So, Gene Hackman, it is. Final answer. Let's see. Gene Hackman, final answer. <laughs> That is correct. Gene Hackman, final answer. Academy Award winning Gene Hackman, to be uh, 100% sure there. So, uh, next question here I have for you. 
Which of the following does Batman not carry? What's, the, what's the cash money? Oh, he won 500 bucks. And well, for this next question, you got to tell him oh, for. Uh, for $1,000. Okay. <clears throat> what does Batman not carry in his utility belt? Reading glasses, a backup costume, shark repellent, or a crayon? They all sound ridiculous, <laughs> to be fair. But there's all, there is one that I'm leaning towards that he would not carry in his utility belt. And it depends on how legitimate it follows the 1960s TV show. I, I, you know what? I can see how people have a hard time with this on the show. I don't want to use the lifeline, but I feel like I need to for this $1,000 question. Because I don't... I don't know if, if Garrett's going to know. I don't want to ask the audience. I know this audience is brilliant. Uh, well, this is a hard question. I'm going to go with the 50-50. 50-50, he says. Here we go. Computer, eliminate two wrong answers on the board. We have left shark repellent and reading glasses. Does not carry it in his utility does belt. does not carry it in his shark utility Shark repellent. Final answer. Shark repellent, final answer. Shark repellent, final answer. <laughs> That's what you want to go with. Shark repellent. Long time to find out <laughs> if that's wrong or right. <laughs> <laughs> Reading glasses? Yeah, dude. Why would he need reading glasses? He's fucking Batman. He needs a lot of shit. But to be fair, in the 1966 show... He said shark repellent. Is it shark repellent? You got it wrong. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought the noise already gave him that answer. Uh, Batman does not carry reading glasses in utility belt. So now, am I able to put out an appeal? He does carry shark repellent, Batman issue number 117, a crayon, Batman issue number 149, and a backup costume, Batman issue number 71. I'm going to call in uh, Audible here. And the TV show, he does not have in his utility belt that's in the helicopter. So, But at Batman issue number 117. I didn't realize it was just comic books, it was comic book movies. Um, calling the bullshit. Steven, did that feed go out to the live audience? Oh, okay, yeah, let's see. He, he said reading glasses. Reading glasses, correct. There we go, moving on. <laughs> uh, For $2,000, here we go. Just the game where you lose, you still gotta keep going. <laughs> this is like, this is like Saw. $2,000. By the way, you got any kids? I've got one, yep. Yeah? Yep. What's your favorite cereal? Reese's Buffs. Reese's Buffs. Which member of the Green Lantern Corps is essentially a giant head with arms and legs? Gallicet said, Abin Sir, Chip, or Larvox? It's a giant head with legs. Giant head with arms and legs. Chip, Abin Sir, 
Galvis Zed or Larvox. Jesus. You know, it's pretty bad when these first, before I even get to a saving point, are so hard. No offense, I don't think Garrett's going to know this one. Uh, give me that, uh, the audience. They've got the help with this choice. The audience, here we go. Let's do a quick poll to the audience and see what they think. All right, they came back here. Sixty percent say Gallus said. You got ten uh, percent saying Chip. You have uh, a nice five percent saying Larvox, and twenty-five uh, percent say Evan Sir. <laughs> Uh, and, and our audience, I know, is brilliant. Um, the 60% one is Galised. Yes. I will go with Galised. Final answer. Is that your final answer? <laughs> that is my final answer. He is said. Regis Marvin. A Galised. How am I going with the audience? Why am I going with the audience? Yeah. 60%. That's not, is that high enough for you to say yes? When the only character of those four I know is Abin Sir, and you got 25%, I'm going to take my risks and go with the audience, because obviously the audience is brilliant. Garrett won, is, and then the audience, I know it's right. He put that in the audience. Sounds very tiny. <laughs> That's correct. Physically, Gallant said, distinguish himself. Uh, from other members by having an oversized cranium. Chip's a squirrel. What's the other one? I, I, I don't recognize that name. So I don't know. I'm sure it's somebody who I've seen before, but you don't mean your names. Um, what was your name again? Alex? All right. I'm going to retire from this show soon. Steven? Well, put up the music again. What writer slash artist... Oh, sorry. For $3,000. What writer slash artist has had the longest consecutive run on a single comic book? Is it A, Stan Lee? B, Chris Claremont? C, Dave Sim? Or D, Kurt Swan? What writer artist has had the longest consecutive run on a single comic book. Two of them, I don't know. C and D. I'm talking out here. You got writer slash artist. Which one of those do you know to have both titles? It was Stanley, and who was the other one? Who the fuck's this? Chris Claremont. Stan A. Stanley. B. Chris Claremont. C. Dave Sim or excuse me, C. Dave Sim or D. Kurt Swan. God, the only one I would I'm comfortable saying is now I smell a little smoke. Is that because your ass is on fire in this hot seat? In the hot seat. I'm not a liar, liar. No, you're in the hot seat. My ass is hot. No offense, we just balls are sticking over here. Um, what? The? Hopefully, this is a family Steven, TV can we, show. Right? Can we put that in there? All right, keep it. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Stan Lee. It's the only strong, one, strong one I can 
say anything Stanley. Stanley is what you say. A writer slash artist has had the longest consecutive run on a single comic book. And you say A. Is that your final answer? Stan Lee. What do you got to lose? I don't know. You know what? I'm going to Stan Lee. Final answer. Maybe, maybe I need to rethink this final answer. Maybe it's, you know what? Chris Claremont seems more like a better choice. Chris Claremont. Sorry, Regis. I'm taking it back. Unfinal that last one. Chris Claremont. Final he said answer. A. You're final right. Final answer. Took you all to accept it, but cool. <laughs> Is it Stanley? No, it's not. Dave Sim. Wrote Andrew Service. Stanley hasn't drawn a fucking thing in his life. Well, I know. I didn't think that. I thought, well, I don't and Chris know. Claremont is not either. I only knew them as writers. You had a fucking 50-50. I already used my 50-50. No, I said you had a 50-50. Yeah, I legit smell Yeah. Outside them. So yeah, they're probably having some sort of like bonfire or something. It smells like wood smoke. It doesn't smell like yeah. bad smoke. Right. But it's probably because uh, Alex just got his ass burnt in the hot seat. That's Twice. You know what? Hey, Steven. We're going to sub in Garrett. And then if he loses, we'll go back to forth, back and forth. We'll cut the show like that. Steven shows. Two, two, two and one today. All right. Okay. Here we go. Oh, that's correct. Garrett, here we go. Next question here for $5,000. 5000 All right. What teenager did Bruce Banner save from a gamma bomb? Is it A, Bucky Barnes? Is it B, Rick Jones? C, Sam Wilson? Or D, Foggy Nelson? B, Rick Jones. Final answer. Don't even ask me. It's Rick Jones. Now you said B, Rick Jones. B, B, B as in Beta Ray Bill. That is correct. Rick Jones, Rick Jones. Now we go to 10,000. For 7500 Oh, shit. What was the friend, Super Friends headquarters called? Is it A, Justice League Satellite? B, Justice Tower? C, Hall of Justice? Or D, the Watchtower? D, Watchtower. Final answer, D. As in... Dig Doug. He says D, the watch time. Incorrect. Ah, the sound effect didn't work. <laughs> Hall of Justice? The Hall of Justice. You guys were like 10 when that show came out. It's not fair. 10? 1973. Well, yeah. I was like 50 at that time, so. Well, you were in the womb at that point. I was 50. That was back in my prime. You know what? That's when Regis was... Uh, that's when, oh, excuse me. I just picked myself in third person. That's when I was hot, baby. Mm. Yeah. Do a little car sharks up front. Do a little banging in the back. Tell you that much. Jesus. <laughs> I thought he was doing card sharks. <laughs> Steven. Camera back in Alex. 
Oh, good, Alex. Okay, correct. What a full-size dinosaur. Oh, sorry. This is for $10,000. What full-size dinosaur does Batman keep in the Bat Cave? Is it a raptor? A. B. Tyrannosaurus Rex. C. Brontosaurus. Or D. Triceratops. You know, these cash... Uh Values don't seem like they're going up in difficulty. That's like that when <laughs> in an earlier episode when I saw my friend on the show and he had the Rick Jones question. I, I knew that one at home. Uh, it's easier when you're not on the hot seat. It is. This is a T Rex. I know it's not a Raptor. Uh, Dick Grayson already beat the Raptor up. I think a Brontosaurus would be too big. Uh, Triceratops just doesn't seem like Bruce's style. Uh, I'm going to go with the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Final answer. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have lunch today. Tyrannosaurus Rex, he says. It's cool, Regis. That's correct. There you go, Alex. Nice little uh, T-Rex. Let's move it up. $15,000. Now if you win this money, what are you going to do with the $15,000? <laughs> What am I going to do when I win this money? Yes. <sighs> then I'm going to go with the cliche thing. We're going to go to Disneyland. No, Disney World. I'm going to go to Disney World. And I'm going to set up camp at Gaston's Tavern. I assume they Quit don't work. have real beer. Maybe they do. If they do, I'll drink real beer. If they don't, real beers it is. Sing that mob song about killing the beast. Done. What trophy from Batman's first appearance first appeared in the Batcave in World's Finest, number 30. Is it Mr. Freeze's freeze gun? A. B. T-Rex. C. Jason Todd's Robin costume. Or D. The Giant Penny. I've got to narrow it down to a 50-50. And I don't want to use my phone a friend. I want to wait for that to be like a Superman question that I don't know. <laughs> Which is most of them. Um, what did you say? You want to phone a friend? No, I don't. I do not want. Let's to get him on the line, Garrett. It's the fucking penny, baby. Is the penny? Pretty sure. See, they're the ironic. From the Batcave first appeared in the world's finest number 30. Mr. Freeze's Freeze Gun. A. B. T Rex. C. Justin, Jason Todd's Robin costume. Or D. The Giant Penny. Thanks, The Giant Penny. Thanks, Garrett. <laughs> Ironic that he had to read this thing after we've already talked about it. I and mean, my time is almost out. How could your question and answer be T Rex two times in a row? That's the thing. That's what I'm concerned about. Penny. Okay. You heard it from him first, Regis. And if it's wrong, hey, you're losing the money. <laughs> He said, That's taking you to Disneyland. <laughs> Disney World. Oh. So your friend said the penny. Yeah. Do you pick the penny? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're going to go with? You know what? I'm going to trust Garrett's choice. He came out right out of the, the gate and said it's the giant penny. It's got to be the giant penny, Regis. Final answer, giant penny. Steven, in my coffee cup here, a little more vodka. Jesus. He says the the giant P. 
penny. Is that correct for fifteen thousand dollars? Good call, Garrett. Thanks. Giant no penny, it is. Beep. <laughs> it is after he beats something called. After he beats something called the penny plunder. I'm just reminding you, you got it right. <laughs> For $25,000. Now, if you don't get this, remember, you go down to that nice uh, uh, little. Uh, <laughs> Not less than all five thousand dollars. So, what was the first appearance of Countess von Blood? Was it Midnight Tales number one, Scary Tales number one, Charlton Bullseye number one, or D Tales of Horror number one? Uh. What was B? Scary Tales, number one. That sounds good. <laughs> now, this is for 25 smackers. So, if you lose this, you go all the way down to five. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's still 5,000 more than I had. Why do you think it's Scary Tales, number one? Because uh, it's the only one that sounds good. For This is DC, right? No. It's nothing? Marvel? Well, if I told you, you would know the answer, so I can't tell you. So give me all, give me all the tiles one more time. A, Midnight Tales, number one. Uh, B, Scary Tales, number one. That does sound terrifying. C, Charlton Bullseye, number Holy one. Holy shit. Or D, Tales of Horror, number one. He's fucking big one, man. Scary. I'm going to go with Scary Spice. He says... Charlton Bullseye number one. How the fuck am I supposed <laughs> to get? I had no idea about that one. There you go, twenty-five thousand dollars. Learning new things on the show. Next one's so fifty. Next one's fifty thousand dollars. Here we go. Uh, what's he? Been? Oh, okay, okay. Right now. Welcome to Who Wants to Share a Million Dollars? We got a team here of two people. From our last show, they've won $25,000. Moving on to 50. Garrett and Alex. Here we go. So we split that 50 or we each get 50? Who wants to share a million dollars? It's not who wants to fucking have two. <laughs> so we're sharing the 50. Okay, we're at 25. This is going good. Yeah. Next question. Okay. This is for. $50,000 and you lock in at 50. You can't lose any more after you get the 50. What star of the Partridge family had his own comic book? Is it A, David Cassidy, B, Shirley Jones, C, Danny Bonaducci, or D, Susan Day? I think the question is the A or B. Is. <laughs> Say the first two. A, David Cassidy. B, Shirley Jones. C, Danny Badaducci. Or D, Susan David Cassidy sounds good. David Cassidy is the 
the cute one. Bonaduce was the youngest of them all. Would they really put Bonaduce on a comic title? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm guessing it's Casty. David Casty. A go. I agree. Final. final answer. Yep, he doesn't get a choice. Now, how do you get to how do you get to that point that you say that's your final? This sounds like a he's, he's easy the, comic book title. He's the pretty boy. Hey, <laughs> yay! See, see, see. David Cassidy, fourteen issues. Hey, we're at seventy-five thousand dollars. Fourteen issues. That's one of the big uh, um, Black Monday murders. That's true. So, thousand-dollar question. I just remind you, you won. It's got to be the final question, right? Oh, 100,000. 100,000. 100, oh, no. It's a million. 100,000, 250, 500, then a million. Holy. Yeah, five questions left to a million. Okay. I'll let you know $50,000. If you lose in the next five, know where the shenanigans. Okay. You will leave with at least 50, though. 25 each. Okay. Not a bad payday. Yeah, yeah. But each. you can choose to walk away at any time. And keep the money that you've earned. <laughs> I think we're going to hit the eject button. See ya, Regis. <laughs> Here are your last five. In a row. Yeah, I was like, hopefully the next one at a time. Which of the X-Men is related to Black Tom Cassidy? Is it A, Gambit, B, Banshee, C, Rogue, or D, Jubilee? Banshee. Final answer. Yeah. His last name's Cassidy. Yeah. That's yeah. your final answer. Final answer. Final answer. You can leave a 50. Banshee. No, no, we're going to final you, answer. Just go. <laughs> All right. Four questions left. Let's do this. You won 75000 For 150000 Which X-Men was kidnapped by a demon lord and spent seven years in limbo. Is it A, karma, B, magic, C, wolfsbane, or D, magma? Magic. Magic, magic. final go. answer. Go, go, magic. Is that your final answer? Magic. Final answer. Magic Mike, final answer. If you lose, you go down to 50. Nah, that's cool. cool. We're cool. Well, the Let's do it. <laughs> magic. For 175. That was 150,000. <laughs> but sure, we'll take 170. $150,000. <laughs> we shouldn't have kept our mouth shut. All right, all right. Three more. There's too much vodka. Three more, man. coffee. Three more, we get a million dollars, and we get to go to bed. <laughs> no, we're not sharing the bed. Which villain was almost Wolverine's brother in law? Is it A, Silver? Samurai. D. Omega. Excuse me. B. Omega Red. C. Juggernaut. Or D. Mastermind. Almost his stepbrother? Brother-in-law. Bro- okay. A. Silver Samurai. B. Omega Red. C. Juggernaut. Silver Samurai. Or D. Mastermind. Silver, Silver Samurai. Samurai. Final mm-hmm. answer. Because he sleeps with that one chick. Who has siblings that are related to Silver Samurai? $250,000. Yeah. You could leave now with 50. Silver Samurai. Isn't it oh, Imiko? Excuse me, you could leave right now with 120, 150. That's Yuri. That her name was Yuri. Whatever. What Go. is your final answer? Silver okay. Samurai. He's switching the tabs. I think we got her wrong. <laughs> oh! Boom. 
two left. A million dollars coming at you. Four. Five hundred thousand dollars. Which X-Men constructed a device capable of neutralizing mutant powers? Is it A, Beast, B, Professor X, C, Forge, or D, Cable? Cotton Cable. Do we have anything left? Do we have any 50-50s or anything left? It's just doing me. It's got to be Cable. Uh, it could be. I was thinking it was Beast. Actually, I thought Beast's it was Forge. Beast's pretty smart. Forge. And Forge, and Forge can make any machine. Yeah. I'm thinking Forge. Thinking Forge, yeah. not Beast. That's why Beast wants to suppress. Well, but powers. Beast would maybe want to suppress his own if he didn't like his power. But Forge could make one. But it make more sense that Cable from the future would have one and have already had. But I don't think he would have made it. So I'm thinking Beast. Beast. Which X Men Beast? Beast. constructed Beast. device? Oh, constructed. Capable of neutralizing mutant powers. So, so he can make any of them. Forge. A, beast. Forge. Final answer. We'll say Forge. Final answer. Forge. For $500,000. Yeah. Got it right. Nice. You have $250,000 right now. Nope, yeah. we got this Forge. <laughs> Which X-Man constructed a device capable of neutralizing mutant forge. powers. He was and the you one. said forge. Yep, he neutralized. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Alright, million dollars. Here we go. And then sleeping. Which one <laughs> million dollars. Which of Charles Xavier's former students Rescue the X-Men from Mesmero's Circus. Is that how you say that? Steven? M-E-S-M-E-R-O. Mesmero. 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 Yeah, Mesmero. A, Iceman. B, Marvel Girl. C, Beast. Or D, Angel. The only one that makes sense is Marvel Girl. Assumingly, Mesmero would be a tel- or a telepath. She could undo it. Yeah, let's do that. Marvel Girl, final Marvel answer. Girl, final For answer. $1 million, Marvel Girl, final On answer. On a whim, do it. Just do it. You guys could you know, believe it. Beast, Angel, all part of it. You guys can walk away at 500 I don't remember what the other one was. Marvel Girl, do it. Marvel Girl, final answer. It was answer. Iceman, Marvel Girl, Beast, He's also and part Angel. of the team. He's on, he's on the Girl, circus. He's it. throwing snowballs. You know it's Marvel Girl. Final answer. Do it. A million dollars. Do it. For one million dollars. Do it. Please, they God, said do it. B, Marvel Girl. Do it. Now, if you lose this, you go down to 50K. We won a million dollars. <laughs> do it. <laughs> That sounds like we won. I think the sound still goes after we do it. Incorrect. Who's the answer? Iceman? It is C, Beast. No, whatever. That's not right. Hey, 25K a piece. Boom. Yep, getting a new hot tub. Watch up. Get a little water bed. Get a little water bed. Wednesday Comics 605 at gmail.com. That's where you email us. You can follow us on Twitter at Wednesday Comics, Garage 2188. And at Alex Pastrello, at Marvin underscore Saguero. 
Facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics Podcast. Subscribe to us on Anchor.fm, iTunes, and uh, Google Podcast, Stitcher Radio, every, I mean, Stitcher Radio and Spotify, anything you uh, use to listen to your music and subscribe to your podcast. We're there, baby. We're there. Um, find us on YouTube. Actually, uh, go over to our Twitter page and make sure you uh, are following us because the uh, gauntlet has kind of migrated over and to be in a live show on Sunday night. So make sure to use uh, follow us on there. You can get notifications and when what you're li- we're live, uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, YouTube, more to come. Uh, well, we have a book club, right? Wednesday Comics, League of Extraordinary Gentle People, proudly presents... Green Lantern of the Sinestro Corps War, Volume 1, Jeff Johns, Dave Gibbons, Ivan Rice, Patrick Gleason, and Ethan Van Scriver. Uh, we will be talking about that in January, so send us your voicemail, 605-215-1849, or go to anchor.fm and sign up for an account, and you can all, uh, also send us a voicemail that way. Make sure to visit RootsOfTheSwampThing.com or your definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. That's RootsOfTheSwampThing.com on Facebook at Facebook.com slash RootsOfTheSwampThing or on Twitter at DC World Swampy. Hall and Files number four uh, is available for pre-orders. Make sure to pre-order it. Uh, limited copies. And you don't want to miss out on the greatest uh, design of Swamp Thing, baby. Well, guys, 50K. Twenty-five each. Twenty-five each. You're both walking away. Twenty-five after taxes. How much do you think that is? Um, it's about thirteen thousand. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm actually going to lace every bone in my body with adamantium. Respect. With retractable claws. I would have looked more into getting the healing factor first, but sure. Uh, Twenty. I can handle. Have you ever pain. seen that video of the fake when the guys get the Wolverine claws? <laughs> they don't have the healing factor, so the one guy stabs the other doing the the head. Did you just stab me in the head? And they're just, ah, it hurts so much. It's good. That's going to be you. Nice. Um, nice. I'll start doing it in and out. Like, mm-hmm. On 25K, <laughs> you actually would take home 21. Really? Wow, that surprises me. 21 five. Only take $4,000 out? Good. So, thank you. Thanks for that. What are you going to do with that? Buy a car? No, nah, I'd, I'd pay off my current car, pay off my, I no, you know what? I'd probably keep my payments as they are and put it all towards my student loans, and I'd have like a year left. Give me that mic. Okay, here's, here's what I got to tell you guys. I'm Regis again. Um, I, the whole time doing the show, I just noticed that this fucker guy's got his phone plugged in, and you got this fucking huge case to keep it alive. Why don't I use that couple of, the, couple of them bucks to buy a new phone? Hey man, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> See, it's been fine. Charging. Regis, get the fuck out. I'm not part of the fucking system. They want me to buy a new phone every year. I'm not going to do it. Regis actually in the back room of this uh, studio lot. Uh, just sits inside of uh, uh, Mr. Freeze's freeze pod. Absolute mm. zero. That's how he stays alive. Or is it like uh, Winter Soldier where they only bring him out? To yeah, that's why so. he barely ages. Yeah, <laughs> That's why he's 50 in 1973 and it's now 2019. He's still nice yeah. and right. 54. Nice and right makes his only he's dying. That's why he takes a lot of pauses after he asks the question. I didn't say he's Did spoiled. I see he's the right answer. He's fucking prime, baby. Uh, Did I remember the answer? For Wednesday Comics, I've been the creature from the Black Lagoon. I am Dracula. I'm Frankenstein. I don't know what Frankenstein sounds You're like. pretty close. Hey, everybody. Keep turning those pages. Nice. In the Russian. Barloff.